0: hello everybody and welcome to another awesome episode of movie guys podcast tonight we're talking about a Quiet Place. I am Jordan along here just with Eric tonight. Ed has a little bit of the stomach flu. I guess that's still coming around, but Eric, how are you doing tonight? Are you keeping quiet?
1: I guess you could say that Ed was not quiet. The hunters got him.
0: Jeez. Yeah, that's exactly what that's happened. What, that's
1: what happened here, actually. He didn't shh.
0: <laughs> he I, didn't shh. I, quiet.
1: I, for most of this movie, I can tell you I was a quiet. I was... And it it was dead quiet for uh, for my surrounding area too. It was it was, it was a lot a lot of quiet in a lot of places.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I I hear it. Okay, so we're gonna talk about a quiet place because everybody's hyping up about this movie. This, and this uh, movie is getting I a lot of hype. It's
1: getting big big reviews right now. What eight point two percent on uh, IMDb. Uh, I, I think Rotten Tomatoes has it at the 96%. That's uh, uh, So anyway, it's getting these high, 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 high reviews, which I, I feel like everything's just kind of like a popularity vote now. But, uh, he, well, um, it, we'll talk about it to see if, if we think it's valid or not. Uh, I mean, 82 on a Metascore, it's, it's big. It's getting big reviews. And good for uh, director John Krasinski. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, so good, good, good for him. I guess the offices brought him a long way, and um, he did a good job.
0: No, oh, he did a good job. And Roger, yeah, writing. He excited.
1: did a screenplay on this too. Did he? Well, I'd imagine just because he's directing it, but it looks like the story was originally uh, by a Brian Woods and a Scott Beck, and John Krasinski has screenplay added probably because he tweaked scenes and added shit uh, during his uh, directing. So that's. That's what, I, that, that's what I feel screenplay has come to nowadays, where if you have a handiwork on, on the visual story that's being told, if you have a say in that, then you're automatically in the screenplay. Or if you were in a script, if you had your hands on it and you had some red ink
0: and you put on it, then
1: boom, give that man screenplay credits.
0: No, yeah, absolutely, I agree. Um, so I read an article, and the uh, tagline for it, was horror is coming back okay and i'm going to but i'm going to talk about the movie because the reason why i brought that up was because i wanted to see what you thought of some of my opinions here so um my I, i uh i went to the theater and i watched this with my wife and uh i was not quiet I was not quiet. I was I was bitching the whole time. So, oh. for those of you who have not seen the movie, the way that I interpreted it, and I could be wrong, so Eric, please correct me. Okay. But pretty much aliens have invaded Earth. That's my interpretation of it. Okay. And there's all these news articles that John Krasinski and his family have that the only way to survive is to be silent because these things uh, are blind and only they can hunt on what smell and also sound. And for what we know, majority of the population has been wiped out and you literally cannot make a sound. John Kruzyski and his family have laid uh, pathways of white sand so they don't step on any twigs or make any noises with leaves or anything to attract them. Very intelligent. Here's my first gripe watching the movie. He has his family. He has his daughter, his two boys and his wife. They're in a convenience store getting drugs for a son that was sick that they never mentioned after that scene. The little boy wants his toy rocket so bad. As soon as the little boy gets told no to the rocket and takes the batteries out as soon as he takes the batteries and the rocket, I went to my wife and said, well, the boy's dead. He's dead. He's dead. (laughs) Uh, automatically? Sure enough, oh yeah, automatically. And sure enough, a few scenes later, they're walking back, and the hunters come when the boy turns on the rocket. So, without me rambling on anymore, that is one of my major gripes with this movie. So freaking. That's the first scene in the movie. It's, the it's predictable scene.
1: It sets the tone for the movie. That this this boy died. Immediately, right at the start, and what degree, or what uh, what you're working with, what degree of a villain that you're working with here, like these these things, and you saw how fast that thing went too. Like, you you couldn't. There was zero reaction time. When when those hunters were on you, they they were on you. They gonna get you. Like they were they were fast. They were efficient. It was a one hit kill. Good night, type thing, and yeah. I enjoyed it because I think that set the tone for uh, for the rest of the movie. In that I don't know what's going to happen next. I I I uh, I didn't. You thought it was predictable. Um, there were a few things that were kind of uh, there, but I didn't know where the movie was going. That's where I'm saying. Uh, the scenes uh, in in typical horror movie fashion could could have been predictable. Uh, there was an homage, I, I think, uh, a tip of the hat, maybe to aliens, that was a part in the movie. There, uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, but um, I think for the for the most part, it was it was well executed. In that, again, to the story, I didn't know what was off limits. Like they killed well, a, they killed a kid in the first minute, the first five minutes of the movie.
0: No, oh yeah, you're right. I mean, you do get that sense of all right, so all bets are off. But I guess. What my complaint is with John Krasinski's directing in this movie is that he sets up a scene and you know exactly what's going to happen. Now, maybe it's because we reviewed so many movies, but just to jump ahead a little bit, um, you know, you get the kid who steals the batteries in the beginning and you know he's going to turn it on and somebody's going to die uh, halfway through the film. Uh, the hunters destroy the house and the mom and the uh, baby, which we'll get into later, or downstairs in the cellar and water. And the, the camera turns to water starting to uh, to go throughout the house. I'm like, oh, it's gonna flood the basement. Okay. And then it's like, oh, John Travis, gonna die in this movie. Okay. You know, that's kind of my my just, gripes uh, all is, that, is the, all way the he spoilers
1: that one. Hey, you just want to get all the spoilers out of the way, or?
0: Well, no, yeah, I guess we did. But I mean, it's just. Those major scenes, to me, what makes a good movie is that you are blown away by that scene. And every single time that something big was going to happen, I already knew what was going to happen. And it's like, wow. Um, to end my gripe, we'll talk about that too. So um, the little boy dies. A few scenes later, we find out that the wife is pregnant again. And my wife screams in the theater, which I, I was embarrassed of. She why would you have sex during the alien apocalypse? Bro, because people are going to have sex. You No. People are gonna, you're not going to have sex at all during an alien apocalypse. No. Er, Eric, this is a very, very valid point here. Think about this. If the only way to survive is to be quiet, don't have a thing that is going to cry because that's how it knows how to communicate. Okay, this is, first off... I tell you right now, they had sex at the waterfall. Case
1: closed on that one. Got you right Sure. There. Sure. Okay. Or or in the lake or whatever. But people gonna have sex, okay? Because if they if they end of the world. They're thinking, man. Okay. Well, I could be dying. Uh, I could be dying uh, today, tomorrow, whenever. Uh, I ain't going out without getting some some fresh sex. End of that sentence. I think that's what they say. I want me some. Okay. Fr- I want some fresh sex, is what they say, and that's what that's what people have. But yeah, I agree with you completely. Like having a baby, it's like wh- what. Now the only thing I can think of is is because they showed you the valuable scene in that they lost a kid, so maybe the explanation I'm stretching, of course, or reaching is that in their grief they want to have a new baby,
0: to replace the old baby. Sure, but again, my point, which I agree with my wife on, if you base the whole movie on you have to be silent, don't have a baby because babies cry. You're going to yeah, die.
1: You're going to die. That's what I thought, too. I, like, mean, I think there's a few moments there where, and they did a great job. You know what? Respect to, to Emily Blunt. And I knew, she, well, no problem that she was going to do it, she's a great actress, and she showed it in this movie, and also John uh, Kaczynski, that there were moments without talking, mind you, that they had to convey that, like, hey, we kind of fucked ourselves with this whole pregnancy thing, didn't we? And, like, they, yeah. they had a moment where they are just like, we, we, this is a bad idea, we probably are going to die from this, aren't we? And, they, you know, like, yeah. just, lo- just by looking at each other, it was, it was pretty cool, It was a, it was a good moment, a good acting moment.
0: No, is it was it was, it was it, the act in this movie is, is not bad at all. it's no. it, it's, it's, it's definitely above subpar. But uh, so they live in the middle it's, it's of the very good. Actually, very good. Um, the family lives in the middle of the woods, and they live in which I'm assuming is their old farmhouse. Shrewd farms. Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, Of his boy that just died a few scenes prior, um, he lights a fire on top of there, and you see all these other fires being lit. So, of course, that is me assuming that those are other people that are around the area. That's how they're communicating. Yeah. I'm assuming that's what that means. So, in my opinion, they definitely missed a big opportunity because the only neighbor that we saw was the old couple. Uh, neighbors, correct. Yeah. Um, we did not see any other survivors. Um, well, but we, again, besides th- the fire, yeah, it's well, besides the fire. So, like, that was a nice little, you know, tip of the hat of okay, these are all the people. I think I'm going to count four, maybe six fires. So a few scenes later, um, John, I'm just going to call him John. John and his uh, other son decide to go fishing. Yes. And on their way back from fishing, they see an old woman. I couldn't see what was going on. Did she get attacked by a hunter, or did the old man kill her?
1: Uh, un- unclear, but you, you can assume that she was attacked probably by one of the hunters, and um, maybe that the the guy, I you know, it, it's unclear, but... It it's I would imagine that she get attacked by the hunter and the guy was just like well I'm old I'm alone I really don't have a whole lot else to live for so I yeah. think I'm just gonna end it right now and uh, it's a good thing that you know I have an audience so I could just yell it right now instead of you know I'll wait for you guys to leave and then do it like a you know a fucking regular human should be fucking doing but no this guy decides to like wait. Until there's a there's a father and a son in front of them before me. I was like what a dick thing to to do,
0: man. It's like, yeah, geez. and all yeah because that goes with my fire question. Was that old couple? Did they set one of their fires to communicate with John? I mean, like, does John know them? Like, I, I, I think in if, that
1: in in the fire part, that's just kind of your your hope that there are other people going through the struggle with you. Like, this is a hard life, but there are still people here. Uh, and to, to let you know that there are that you have people around you, you know that like if situation does get dire or you find yourself in the you know some weird scenario where I don't know you're out, but then there are there that there is people out there, so you're comforting by that fact. Maybe it, that's what it is. It's just a comforting fact to know that there are other people out there.
0: I guess so. I just didn't know if because one of the things that I wish. This movie was just not that wide in scope for me. Uh it that's didn't one need of my other To complaints. be
1: like that, I I see what you're saying. I, I completely see what you're saying. I think it it focused a lot more on the family themselves and what their what their life is, what their struggle is. It didn't focus a lot of the monsters, and which was good. Um, there were the parts where there was the close. Where there was the creep mode where the, the monster is you know doing the close encounters thing which seems to be a, a big cliche because it just doesn't seem like a monster or a hunter's mo type thing you know to, to lurk or, or to sniff it out and Well, like, I don't know
0: maybe because that's what the term hunter is
1: yep indeed you're right and I, I also think it's like, if they are hyper of hearing like wouldn't they be able to hear like the heartbeats or like a breathing or like an upset stomach? I, I mean, you know, like what happens when they get sick? Uh, I mean, where do they poop? Like, cause yeah. I, you know, I know you, Jordan, have not had any, have not had quiet uh, uh, movements before. So,
0: <laughs> no, exactly right. I'll be the first to go. Uh, there'll be there'll be no way because I'm a loud son of a bitch. Um,
1: yeah. So I mean, yeah. like, you know, certain things to come into question. But again, you you roll with it because uh, for the most part, this they seemed very prepared and established like everything seems to be good like they removed all the doors so um obviously there's no doors to open or close there's no noise that comes from there yeah Uh, the whole light system is very good uh they have a a, a, under an oven that's underneath they had a a quiet room they prepared for the baby by making a box for it a soundproof box and and an oxygen mask
0: i saw that i was like hey that's kind of clever
1: yeah so uh and then they they had uh, remember? Did do you see the kids lining the walls with paper
0: mm-hmm.
1: so uh, they're layering it over and over again to make it more and more and more soundproof like so i uh, respect to them for uh you know for really showing that they were prepared and they did, a, they did a good job of that step by step it was high tension moments because of the quiet game that you had to play in this movie
0: well see the other thing i want to bring up that you just said was the lights I like the lighting system of SOS, essentially, where they have the normal yellow lights. Everything is fine, but then when there's danger, the lights turn to red. Yeah. I like that, so when John comes back, he knows an SOS is about to happen. Uh, The Quiet Game, I thought, was fun. But also, we didn't bring this up either, but uh, the daughter, the oldest child, she's actually born deaf.
1: Yes, she's deaf.
0: And, And John is trying to make her a hearing that actually works
1: she has a cochlear implant i believe i'm saying i hope i'm saying that right and yeah he he is tinkering with uh, a number of the different uh, uh, earpieces in order to uh, help her hear. right
0: absolutely but then he gives her the new one and when a hunter is around her it gives off this loud squealing sound. Her earpiece does. Like an
1: echolocation, you can assume, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then the or, or maybe
1: it, freak out. It opens. Oh no! You know what? No, no, that's what it is. So, because um, I, I thought I, I thought about this too, and um, there's a part where they were uh, uh, Emily Blunt in is threatening the hunter with a with a shotgun to the face, and you think to yourself, "Well, take the fucking shot. Take take the shot. It's right there," and they had a quick cut to a, a paper clipping where it said that they were indestructible.
0: Yeah, they had armor essentially.
1: Yeah, and then you had had seen kind of a little bit more how there's like, like this kind of a plate thing that's in their head, and it reveals a sensitive area, and that was pretty that was pretty cool to to, to see how that function worked. So the hunters were really cool monsters. Like I I enjoyed them in in the world of of scary movies. The hunters are pretty dope.
0: Uh, yeah, hunters were good, but
1: uh, yeah, um, not to give them too much of it when they define the weakness. But uh, yeah, it, it seems that in order for them to hear, for them to activate their hyper hearing, um, the head that is essentially kind of a, a shield that they all uh, these plates, there are two sh- parts that like remove from their ears, and they show like these these hyper hearing holes. That they're able to just ultr- ultrasonically they like, just pick up. Sound for miles, right? And they can just hear yeah. everything, everything. And, um, yeah, it doesn't seem to, it only happens when they reveal that. So when they uh, start to hear or they, they pick up, when they turn on their, I guess, their their ears, um, that's when they hear the cochlear implant, the, the the frequency that it is omitting, and it fucks them up real bad, right?
0: Yeah, because the way that the CG was moving, I thought, I was saying to my wife, oh, my God, his head's going to explode. Right, yeah. That was a cool scene, right? That's what I thought. I thought the head was going to explode. It didn't happen, but... So, Emily Blunt, we established, is pregnant. And she is... The nail scene. I got to talk about the nail scene. Because, of course, that is, again, another prediction thing. Why
1: was that nail in the, in the thing?
0: So, no, it wasn't. So, what happened was, Emily Blunt was downstairs while everybody was out and about doing their thing. A normal daily routine for this family. And she's downstairs doing laundry. Yeah, and she puts all the wet clothes into a laundry bag. She drags it upstairs because she's pregnant. She can't carry everything, and the bag. Uh, there was a loose nail, and the bag caught the nail, and it ripped. So the nail was poking up because it was a loose nail.
1: Oh, I I see.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: I I, uh, I the way I'd seen it, I guess I must have.
0: Yeah. Okay. So then of course, you know, I was, was laying down and
1: then, and then she pulled and then through the bed. and pulled up. up. Yeah.
0: So then of course I went to my wife again and I was like, okay, somebody's going to step on the nail. Now my prediction was wrong. I thought it was going to be the girl that is deaf. I thought she was going to step on the nail because a two scenes prior, she wanted to go downstairs to the basement yeah. and her mom said no. So I'm like, oh, okay. So she's going to step on the nail and scream and she's going to get it next. But I knew somebody was going to step on that freaking nail. Yeah. After the nail scene, though, the mom's water brooks, breaks. And now we got a little cat and mouse game with the hunter and Emily Blunt. Right? Yeah. Pretty, now,
1: pretty cool scene, actually.
0: Now, my wife, just giving birth a year and a half ago, said, and I quote, my wife does not talk like this. That bitch ain't going through labor. She ain't screaming her guts out. Yeah. <laughs> right? So kudos to Emily Blunt for not screaming, but she but she loses it at the last minute when the fireworks go off as a warning system, and she leaves up a howl, and we have no idea where the hunter is. John Krasinski comes and saves the day, and the baby is now born, a baby boy.
1: That was a pretty cool scene, the uh, the the fireworks scene. So like even then they had a plan, like everyone had a plan uh, uh, for they this did. baby to come in, and that was actually a pretty cool scene. I I I props to them for their their creativeness on that. Uh, it seemed like they had a lot of it covered up. So, yeah. I, I will even give them a pass just because of exposing the weakness at the end. It's like you would think that if there was enough time for them to publish in papers what their weakness was, or what, or not their weakness, but what they hunted by, like there was circulation that went around. People were doing their jobs then. Yeah. Uh, uh, and still going to work during this, this epidemic, I guess, something like that. But do you think that uh, they would have... Uh, uh, tested different sound frequencies to be an anti But I, I would say it can just because they preluded a bit when John Krasinski was trying different frequencies for the for the implant to work. And I believe that this was like tried in like, uh, what did he say, 19 or 21 or something like that? Maybe it was a yeah. or something like that. But uh, yeah, so the, the, they were attempting to do different frequencies. So maybe that, that they had attempted and there just wasn't a frequency. But either way, that was my grip about this where I, I feel like An advanced civilization, if you found out how they hunt, then I think you could have countered it, you know, with some some sonar technology there. You could have. Yeah. You know, I figured they, they would have figured it out earlier. A girl in a barn shouldn't have figured it out before intelligent first world countries.
0: Well, see, now that's what I wanted. That's my two more gripes. There's two more gripes. We'll get into the end of the movie after this, but. That's another thing that I'm missing in this movie, and what I meant earlier by a, a bigger scale. Uh, maybe it's because I've been, um, I don't know what you want to call it, but maybe it's because my expectations are too high or whatever. But you're going to sit here and tell me that these monsters came from the Earth, these monsters came from outer space, whatever they are. Our military is not going to send every single person out there to attack them. They're not going to release nuclear bombs and destroy cities. I mean, like, where is this information at? I have no idea because as far as we know in this movie, Eric, you are right. A little girl under the age of 18 who can't hear just figured out how to beat these things, and our government couldn't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, so where's the article in the newspaper that gives us all this other information? Like, where does it say, nuke bomb tested in New York? monster is still alive like just that one little thing
1: well they so they I get away with it because they they obviously don't give you a lot of those details but again they do paper clippings and we don't know we know that it's been happening for uh, uh, about 2 years right like it, it
0: was 472 like, days at the end of it
1: yeah and we can, we can readily assume that when the movie started which was at day 89 that it had been probably well before that already because their uh, for, their hideout, their headquarters or whatever the hell, their zombie station was already up and running and effective. It was already good. The yeah. shop that they were at was pretty much already looted. Except, did you notice which what stuff they left behind?
0: No, what? The potato chips. Crunchy. Nice. Yeah,
1: crunchy bags and, and ruffly bags. So, nice. A lot of that and candy candy wrappers, too.
0: Oh, my God. So, great. A... Nice touch. That is a nice little touch. I did not notice that. Um, My last gripe, and then we get into the end of the movie, is... Uh, how, how can I say this without sounding like a douchebag? Um, I think the family is just a bunch of fuck-ups. Uh, no, I'm... And, um, <laughs> And I'm serious. I mean, you got a little boy who is four years old. And for the past four years of his life or two years, whenever this happened, he knows to be quiet. He knows to be quiet. And it's like, he's just a fuck up. Like, take your little fucking rocket ship, but don't take the batteries. You're just a fuck up. Also, another reason why I have to complain about that scene still is because the parents are a fuck-up. You never let your four-year-old son be the caboose of a of a fucking train. I mean, like, you have the dad or the mom up. You have the parents as the head and the caboose, so all kids are safe. Yeah. You know, it just, it just makes more sense to me. Uh, the, leather, uh, the other thing that I said that they're fuck-ups on— is they're eating dinner. Dinner is cooked and everybody's happy and they're praying to baby Jesus. So everything is great. And then the kids are playing Monopoly and the fucking middle son tips over the goddamn lantern and starts a fire. It's like, come the fuck on. Like, you guys are just nothing but royal fuck-ups.
1: I mean, those, yeah. Those are just plot movers. Those are just scary stuff to get to get the ball rolling, right?
0: But see, that's but that again though is why i have so many issues with this movie is because this movie is just plot driven it's like okay we got to do this because we got to do this because it's not giving me a story driven movie where i want to know what's happening it's like ah oh, the nail ah oh, the kid in the rocket ship you know it's like very disappointing because it did not leave me going oh what's going to happen next you know but So then the movie comes, the cellar floods, we got a hunter versus the family, Uh, the two remaining kids are falling down into a a corn silo, which is a very actually good scene with the hunter inside the corn silo with them, that was great. That was a good scene. Uh, Hunter escapes the corn silo because he hears the hearing aid issue again, John Krasinski comes to see the day, tells him to hide in the truck, he has his shotgun ready to go, and the hunter scopes him out and knocks him on his ass. Attacks the truck. John Krasinski stands up, knows what he has to do. The cliche moment. <laughs> I'm sorry. The cliche moment and sacrifices himself for his family. But, ah, Tears. I don't oh, like Oh, cry. I don't like that, Eric. Yeah,
1: I, I didn't like it either. I felt like the uh, sacrifice could have been. Yeah, okay, so. My question was here, and this is exactly what I had said after I was the movie, is like, I want to know, because they are based on sound, these hunters are, can we go on Tremors rules? Like, you would think that the rules applied in the movie Tremors would apply the same to this movie. So, if I, John Krasinski, is standing in front of a truck that is being, with my two children inside of it, that are being attacked by a hunter on it, I would think, right, that if I took an item or something and I threw it real far into the cornfield and it made noise, that that would attract the hunter.
0: That is a very good fucking point, Eric. Yes. He would have had a noisemaker or something. You know, like, you know, like, not actually like a grenade, but like a noisemaker grenade where he pulls the pin, throws it, and it makes like a noise.
1: Yeah, like, what if it's, like, a... Yeah, exactly. Like, something, uh, maybe, like, a little firecracker or something.
0: Yeah, because they had fireworks. We've seen that.
1: Yeah, so, like, I would think... Where's the bottle rocket at? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, see? Like, I think that there is something there. But, again, might be digging too much into it, and there is a part where you're just supposed to enjoy the movie. And, again, they did a very good job at building high-tension scenes here, just kind of like uh, a la Alfred Hitchcock, where it was just, just... Build, 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 and it was just long, long builds, and they did it a lot without any dialogue until you're suspended in the moment, and uh, this movie did that very well, I think.
0: Absolutely, I, it. Build, build, build is a very good, very good point in this movie. That's that's all that it is. It's just build up.
1: Build build, 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 build. Um,
0: before the very last scene of the movie, I have a question for you though. Is that would it have been better as a character piece, more of a drama, um? Since my prediction is, or my opinion, that the whole family is nothing but a bunch of fuckups, that John loses his whole family at the end of the movie, and he's the only one that's left.
1: I actually was there was a part where Emily Blunt was watching the monitors, and John and the two kids were out in the front. Like that would have been a moment if they all three of them got taken out, and Emily was all by herself. If
0: with the baby, yeah. yeah.
1: Like that would have been a moment, but again, like there, there were setups of that where I didn't know what was going to happen, and especially with uh, uh, the kid Marcus, the uh, the, the the surviving uh, son, when he ran into the cornfield. Like there's there's moments where again I didn't know I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what was going to happen next. Right uh, there,
0: right there, a, a fuck up, right? Yeah. He runs to the cornfield. Fuck up. Yeah,
1: that's yeah. You think he'd make a lot of noise from that too?
0: Talk about all those cuts, too. I mean, I live by corn. It Those, those corn stalks cut you.
1: Yeah. Those
0: so, now here comes the biggest gripe, and we'll end the show on this. The point where I'm like, oh, it's this kind of movie? This is bad. And that's where they find out how to kill the hunter. Emily Blunt kills the hunter with the shotgun because it is wounded from the noise, uh, from the from the earpiece. Yep. And then all of a sudden, the monitors, the camera pans to the monitors, and we get two more hunters coming because there was a bulletin board that John Krasinski wrote that said that there were three that he knows of in the area. Yes. So two more are coming at the house, camera pans away from the monitors to Emily Blunt, and she gets the Arnold Schwarzenegger cocking the shotgun turned to black. Really? You're going to make, dear, I say, an artistic, independent movie about nothing, about just silence. No, and it's, you're going to have it with her <laughs> be a. Come on, you're not going to tell me this movie does not qualify for rambling the it's, woman. It's
1: ending. Wow. It's it's ending without the ending. They they found the weakness. They found the way to kill them.
0: So now she's going to be Linda Hamilton, and she's going to just. Just Sarah Connor, the shit out of these things. I mean, come on. She's watched man. her husband
1: die and it killed one of her kids. Like, why that? You know, I think that she's been looking for a reason to kill these things.
0: I guess it's just, it's just, I get it. I, it's, just, I get it. It's, I, it's oh, campy. I it's,
1: the, the shotgun ch- ch- yeah. is, is, and then Fade to Black seems very, I expect it from from Bruce Campbell and not from Emily Blunt.
0: Absolutely. You know? I, I was disappointed. I was like, wow, that, that has changed my opinion of this movie. Oh. I mean because because was there two more? I don't know if there was more than two cuz he they, said they confirmed
1: said he said confirmed 3. The board said confirmed so we don't, three. Uh, So we don't know
0: how much are around the world but
1: Correct or where what part of the world that they're in.
0: Yeah, we have no idea. So that was just my gripe at the end of the movie. So we'll get into our final reviews of it here. Eric, is a quiet place worth it or not worth it?
1: I I enjoyed this movie. I, I'd say as far as, as scary movies go, yeah, I think it's worth it. I think it, it was, uh, and I'll, I'll tell you why. It, it, the biggest part of it is just because movies that, uh, uh, are just quick, get to the point, starts off with that action real quick, boom, and then it, it does a lot of the build, and it, it obeys the rules that it, of the world that it sets itself in. Now, again... The tremor rule. I would. I would like to to clarify that if they could uh, maybe explain that, wrap that up, or just do it. Yeah. Uh, the frequency thing that we've talked about before about how little girl smote uh the the world, uh you know years after, but maybe that could just be a, f- a certain frequency that they had found on accident. I get that. Moments like that. The movie is only ninety minutes. That's why, if you have a scary movie. That can get me those thrills in ninety minutes, and still have a, a story. I may mean, still have a world that, again, if pretty much obeys the rules that it sits within itself. I enjoy it. Now, again, a little far fetched with the pregnancy thing. That was a bit weird. Again, why the fuck is she pregnant in the first place? Why would you? But again, it was the situation. They had to do it to further the plot, create tense scenes. They had an alien nod where there was the basement was being flooded. First off, why was the basement flooding? God damn it!
0: Yeah. It's flooding because the alien on the first level of the house destroys the uh, destroys the first floor and destroys the hot water tank. There you go. And it's flooding. That's
1: right. Okay, good. So we had thank you for the explanation of that. Did not see it. Uh, there's a part where there was uh, in the basement there was a waterfall kind of uh, cascading down in the, in one of the banisters, and Emily Blunt kind of um, ducks behind this little this little. Waterfall, and she's a uh, pin, you know, she's back against the wall, and she's has this waterfall separating her and the rest of the basement, and you could tell the hunter was getting close to it, and there was that part real close, I thought it was gonna peek its head through and do the little
0: alien thing.
1: Yeah, but uh, luckily we didn't get we didn't get that far. I think it just uh, I didn't
0: and... think of alien on that. I actually thought of the Lost World Jurassic Park when the when the T Rex is chasing all the guys and they go through the waterfall the T-Rex head comes through. See,
1: well, that That's could be five, part of it, too. But, either way, I, I, I enjoyed this movie. I think that it, it gave me the scare. It gave me the high tensions that I was looking for. It gave me a lot of that. I enjoyed it. I'd say it's worth it. Um, in theaters, uh, sh- sure. Like, uh, it plays a lot to the sound. It, it really does. But, like, I think this is a perfect Netflix movie. Like, it is probably... Ah. A, the, yeah. I think it's an absolute perfect Netflix movie. I don't know about, like, theater would be pretty cool. But, like, because uh, they would probably do that, too. Yeah, you know, I'd say theater. Why not? It's, it's a good scary movie. It's a good it's a good uh, date movie. It's a good popcorn date movie for a scary movie. Quick 90 minutes. Get a date. Get, you know, whatever you get out of that. I don't know what I'm trying to say. But,
0: no, I'd say it's worth it. All right. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I, I can't believe I'm saying it. But uh, I am myself am going to say that a quiet place is worth it. I I I think I bitched the most at this review about it. Uh, but I mean, overall, it was it was it was it was kind of a breath of fresh air, you know, that a movie that's like this even came out. I mean, this is pretty much a silent movie, yeah. Um, and with the money that it is making and everything, it's just really cool to kind of see. Movie because I have seen this movie before. I mean, especially being a horror guy in my younger years, like I have seen this type of movie before. We we
1: saw it last year. Uh, What was that that scary movie that uh, we saw? Don't speak. Yeah,
0: yeah, we saw it last year. So I mean, like, but overall, with all my bitching and all my gripes about it, the acting is actually really good. Uh, some of the best acting that we have seen so far this year in 2018, in my opinion, for Movie Guys podcast. Yeah. Um, and John Krasinski's directing. Look, he's no Steven Spielberg, but the guy can direct a movie. I just wish he did something a little bit different with it. But overall, yeah, the movie's definitely worth it for me. Um, uh, well, I, I guess we got to keep tradition as tradition is, but uh, I guess when the show with this, Eric, A Quiet Place. Porn, movie, is, is name. This, is this tradition now? I guess. We've been doing it this like
1: the fifth time. What would you call it? Just uh, real quick, too. The budget on this was an estimated $17 million and an opening weekend was at $50, 50 million. So, uh, Man, it's
0: money back really in, quick.
1: In triplicate, yes. Uh, and That was just the opening weekend, so I'm sure uh, that was domestic.
0: Holy shit.
1: So um, good for it. it. It's doing very well. Uh, okay, poor name. Uh, a, a quiet face, uh, a quiet place, a, uh, a uh, yeah. A, 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 que- a queefing face? No.
0: A queefing face. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> a que- a queefing space. A queefing space. There we go. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's ridiculous. Well, we hope you guys don't think that our show is ridiculous, though. You can check us out at movieguyspodcast.com, on movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. You'll find us on Twitter at movieguyspod on Facebook, MovieGuysPodcast, and also you can search for this episode and many others on iTunes. Just search for a Movie Guys Podcast. But Eric, thank you so much for joining me, buddy. And we'll be back next week for a special episode. Have a good night, guys.